Hi, Barbies, and welcome to episode 107 of She's Busy AF, hosted by Lauren Loretto, except today it's hosted by Lakin Wallace and Hope Dwyer. Some of you might know me. I tend to take over for Lauren sometimes because I think it's pretty funny to trick people. So I've been in Toastworthy a few weeks ago. I was on a podcast a while back, but a lot of you have not had the pleasure of meeting Hope. So Hope, please introduce yourself to the people. Hello, Barbies. <laughs> I am Hope. I am a web designer at Very Good Time, and I'm also lucky enough to be the editor of this podcast. So hearing myself talk later will probably be pretty uncomfortable, but we'll power through. And I'm <laughs> so excited for y'all to get to hear this episode about Barbie marketing. It's going to be great. Yes. If you haven't caught on yet, we're all about Barbie today. Before we dive too deep into anything, this is a spoiler-free zone. So do not be alarmed. You can keep tuned in. We know that the movie came out a couple weeks ago, but we decided to wait because we wanted to see how it would perform and what would come after. So today we're going to talk about the whole like rebranding of Barbie that happened recently and what that looked like, and then how they executed the marketing for the Barbie movie, and what's next for Mattel, because apparently they have some pretty huge plans. And Hope and I are going to try our hardest to not laugh our way through this entire episode. If you guys were a part of our huddles in Slack every day, it's really a crazy time. I mean, if you've been in meetings with us, you probably catch us like grinning at each other because we're making jokes behind the scenes. So... Oh, if you yeah. ever see that, we're not laughing at you. <laughs> we're laughing <laughs> at ourselves. Uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. Always the best, but it's going to be hard. <laughs> Always a good time at brand good time. All right. So let's jump into it. First of all, just some background with Barbie. First Barbie came out in 1959. So this has been like a huge thing for most of our childhoods. If you're listening, I'm sure that you knew Barbie growing up. Um, but in 2015, they hit an all-time low in their sales, and that was because of some image problems, some reputation issues. So from there, they started their rebranding. And it's been super in everyone's face because of the movie for the last few months, but it's still really important to notice how they've been rebuilding over the past 10 years. So it really started in 2015. They rolled out Vlog Barbie. She's our social media queen, and she talks to kids about... Things like body positivity and mindfulness and all of those wonderful things, which I'm sure we all need. Hope, do you ever watch Vlog Barbie? You know, I haven't. I think that's something I need to add to my to-do list now. I think so, too. I think it should be like a morning meditation. <laughs> what a way to start the day. <laughs> and then in 2016, they started rolling out new body types. So we have Tall Barbie. I'm sure Hope feels very at home with Tall Barbie. Hope, tell the people how tall you are. I do. Um, height reveal, I am 5'11". I am a tall Barbie myself, so it's resonating. It is. It is. They have petite Barbie. They have curvy Barbie. Then in 2017, I didn't know this until I was researching for this episode, but 2017 is when they released the new versions of Ken. I thought that those came way before, but apparently not. And then ever since then, up to 2022, they've been trying to get into more inclusivity. So Barbies with disabilities and varieties of skin tones, eye colors, hair type combinations. So all of these actions that Barbie and Mattel have taken have been important in that rebrand. But the movie was really what set it over the edge. 
I totally agree. I think it needed the movie and it needed something a lot bigger than a shelf rebrand. For sure. I mean, that definitely gets like article attention, but it's not enough for people to really take notice of it. Like, you're just going to skim past that. A hundred percent. So it's really interesting because you have something like Barbie that's a household name, but it's also something that you don't think about every day. So even though those articles are being written, whenever the changes are being made, it's not enough to take notice. But this movie really was. I mean, the way that they executed the marketing was absolutely insane. I was never a Barbie girl. I was more of a Bratz girl. But I remember the first thing I noticed about Barbie's marketing was the selfie generator that they had. And I just thought that that was so cute. And even though I don't care about Barbie, it was so fun to participate in that. And that's a lot of what they did. They had a lot of marketing centered around connectedness, a lot of brand partnerships, and a lot of experiential marketing as well. Hope, do you want to tell us about some of those brand partnerships? Yeah, totally. So I think what's special about Barbie is that she was able to make her way into all of these different industries from makeup brands to even Xbox, luggage, um, Burger King even had a Barbie collab, which is insane. They did in Brazil. The Burger King had pink burgers. It was like regular bacon burgers with pink sauce on them. First of all, not sure how that would taste. Um, (laughs) I'm a little skeptical, but obviously I'm a big fan of pink, big fan of Barbie now after everything that we've seen. So good for Burger King and good for Crocs. Crocs was there as well. I think seeing Barbie show up in all of these brand partnerships with brands that we know and love and that are just super unexpected, like Barbie and Crocs is not something I expected to see in 2023 at all, but I love it. I think that is what is kind of catching people off guard. And it's really interesting to see such an array of different partnerships with Barbie. You know, I agree. It was so interesting. I was going through a list of the collaborations because there's over a hundred. And I thought it was so cool how there were both small businesses that were partnering, like almost these boutique online shops that you see on like Instagram ads or something random like that. But then you had huge businesses partnering with them too, like Airbnb. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have seen the Malibu Barbie dream house on Airbnb, but that in itself standalone is such an interesting marketing tactic that I feel like I haven't seen done with film before. And I did a little digging into the listing today and learned that they were doing only two nights for free. Yeah, they were like raffling it off to people. Yeah, I feel like this is a very unique kind of experiential marketing that we haven't seen done before. And it definitely grabbed my attention. I don't know if y'all saw the way that house was designed, but I would give almost anything to stay there. Yeah, I mean, they're totally going all out. And didn't you say that there was a flash mob where you live? Yes. So I'm from Austin. For anyone that has not been to Austin or does not know kind of the vibe, we have a street called South Congress and it is lined with walkable shops, restaurants. It's very buzzworthy and touristy. So on that street, we have a wall that says, I love you so much. And it is an Austin staple. It's iconic. Everyone that comes to visit takes pictures there. And they did a Barbie rebrand of the wall that said, Barbie, I love you so much from Ken. And I just thought that was so cute. It got a lot of media attention here. And then paired with the unveiling of that wall, they did 
a Barbie flash mob. I believe it was a dance troupe located here in Austin that kind of did the choreography and provided the dancers for that. But I just think that having a city-specific marketing tactic like that was so, again, attention-grabbing because I haven't seen that done for any other movie before. And just special. I think it made Austinites feel very special and seen. That really is so special. And if you have a conversation with me that's longer than 30 minutes, it's guaranteed that I'm going to bring up the concept of gamification. And that's really what they've done here. Like, if you think about the Airbnb house, that's using the motivator of scarcity to motivate people to do like to participate in this thing, which I think is so cool. And then you think about Austin and how that's such a personal thing too. like that builds up a sense of meaning. And that's also gamifying it. And I think that we see a lot of that too. And just the collaboration that they did. I mean, you have nostalgia, which again is a huge motivator in gamification. It's social influence. It's something that almost everyone can relate on. And they also had just such an incredible cast. I mean, I'm really bad whenever it comes to actors and stuff. Like, I always get them wrong. But I did know Simu Liu and I love him. And so the fact, whenever I saw the trailer, the fact that he was in it, I was like, oh, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. And I don't even care about Barbie. Totally. I feel like the cast was able to speak to so many different interests and personality types. And I think that's really unique. And, you know, it's collaboration, too, in the sense of, like, individuals. Like, like I mentioned earlier, the Barbie filter, that's user-generated content. Everyone was sharing that on their social media, and it made them feel like they were part of something bigger. I remember using that filter to make... Uh, one for JPEG. JPEG is my cat, for those of you who do not know. And it said, this Barbie is a cat. And everyone was posting those on their stories. And it's just so cool. Like, the brand partnerships, the experiential marketing, the collaboration, they really knew what they were doing. Totally. I think they did a great job of hitting it from every angle. And I think another thing that's important to touch on is that while they did a huge heavy lift in the beginning with brand partnerships, experiential, all these collaborations and tying in this nostalgic feeling with it. I think that we see kind of a snowball effect where, yeah, they did the heavy lift and then it transitioned organically into this earned marketing area where it was no longer in their court. It was kind of in the public's court in the way that we reacted to this marketing that really made a huge difference. I mean, it's crazy because you have those official like brand partnerships or whatever, but you're so right. There were random coffee shops that I was seeing that had special Barbie drinks and they don't get any sort of benefit from that, except for the fact that people are excited about Barbie. So people will buy the drinks, but they're marketing for Barbie for free. And you had bookstores that were putting all their pink books together. And it was so cool to see how that happened. Totally. They established a trend and they're obviously reaping the benefits. So now we just need to set a trend for everything being a good time. And, you know, (laughs) maybe people will start theming their coffee drinks after us. One shot of espresso and one shot of tequila. (laughs) That's right. So I know that this doesn't necessarily have to do with their marketing, but I think it could do with Mattel's marketing in the future. 
in the film, and don't worry, no spoilers, this is a spoiler-free zone because that is not a good time. But in the movie, Mattel positioned itself in such an interesting way that I didn't expect. They, if you don't know, Will Ferrell played like CEO or CMO or whatever for Mattel. And I did not expect them to have such a loud voice in the movie. And it really makes me curious if they're going to follow that throughout the rest of the movies. Sort of like Stark Industries with Marvel. Because in case you haven't heard, Mattel has plans for 17 additional films to come out. Personally, I am thrilled. I think it's so interesting because we have Barbie, which was, you know, girl power, wonderful vibes, really beautiful. But every movie that they release from here on out is going to hit a different genre. So think of Hot Wheels. Instead of it being a cute toy kidsy movie, they're going to make it an action movie, like Fast and Furious vibes. And Uno is supposed to be a heist film, which is just so interesting. I heard that they're doing a Polly Pocket movie. They are. And they're doing Littlest Pet Shops, which I am the most excited for. Same. Littlest Pet Shops was the majority of my childhood. Dude, me too. I mean, like, we all were that kid that chewed on the Polly Pocket clothes. But to actually... What a confession we have on She's Busy AF, folks. Like in Wallace, choose on Polly Pocket. I mean, be honest. Be honest, listeners. I want you to make your confession out loud right now. Did you chew on Polly Pocket clothes? Yes. If you're a millennial, maybe not. But if you're Gen Z, you did. And if you say that you didn't, you're lying to me. We would love to talk about this with you all in the DMs um, at Brand Good Time. Yes, please. I want to know there's people in it with me. But yeah, even though they had the best, chewiest clothes, <laughs> Littlest Pet Shops had the best vibes. And I cannot wait to see what that movie's like. I hope that it's not like Marley and Me vibes, because that would really suck. Oh. Yeah, that would be quite disappointing. That's not what I'm envisioning, but I think Mattel has already caught us off guard. They did catch us off guard, but I'm really intrigued to see if they're going to be able to keep up because they set such a high standard with Barbie but not all of the products have such a reputation to make up so if you think about Uno, Uno is still a game that everyone plays so how are they going to market that as strongly as they did Barbie? Yeah I'm really curious to see what else they've got up their sleeve because I think they've really shocked us with this Airbnb situation with this mural in Austin flash mob None of this was expected. Um, So I hope they up the ante. I mean, with Hot Wheels, who knows? Maybe they'll do a NASCAR collaboration. F1, I'm there. Sign me up. Yeah. I did notice that Rue 21, I totally personally forgot about Rue 21. But in my research, I noticed that they did a collaboration with Barbie and Hot Wheels. Yeah, maybe they're hinting at what's to come next. Totally. Well, in the meantime, Brand Good Time's feeling pretty inspired. Yeah, I'm thinking Brand Good Time might be down for some unexpected collaborations in the near future. I mean, Croc, if you're listening to this podcast, hit us up. We'll make some good time Crocs. You know, unfortunately, I think a Crocs partnership might be out of reach, Lakes. 
no, no, hear me out, okay? Brand good time meets Crocs equals Croc on. And we have little gibbets with lollipops and smiley faces on them. I'm sold. I'm absolutely sold. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I am a marketing strategist. I am from Brand Good Time, where we help people make strategic marketing decisions and help them implement them. At the end of the day, this whole thing took a bunch of strategy. And thinking about things like experiential marketing and the collaboration and brand partnerships, I was reflecting on some of our quarterly calls with the clients that we had recently. And we were exploring brand partnerships because that really is such a good decision because it completely expands your audience, but it's also something so fun. And that's marketing. Marketing is fun. And we love helping our clients explore what that looks like because it's different for every one of our clients. Yeah, totally. And I mean, we have all sorts of different services. So Barbies, if you're listening and you need somebody to come alongside you to empower you in your marketing, we're here. But for now, thank you for joining us. And next week, you'll be joined once again by your host, Lauren Loretto. But we're very happy that we got to have this time with you. Signing off from one Barbie to another. See you later, Barbies. If we still have your attention, welcome to Lakes and Hope's blooper reel. Cue the track. Crock, crock, crock. We're multiplying on the podcast. <laughs> welcome to Barbie ASMR. This is your host, Lakin Wallace. <laughs> and now, time for a commercial break. Oh, say, can you see? Everyone, please stand for the pledge. <laughs> the collaboration was Route 21 times Barbie times Hot Wheels. Wait, wait, Lakes. Do they call it times? Oh, no, they don't. And you know, even if Croc doesn't partner with us. Croc. Just one single Croc. Croc. <laughs> Lauren's going to be like, what? What? <laughs>